You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Vassar, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this show and this voice here, A to the N to the G, this is Your Credit Today. I want to thank each and every one of you for showing up to this show. As you know, every week I am coming to you with very important information, news and updates about the credit industry, and all surrounding financial information that you need to know. And I'm super, super excited to have my guest today, Kristen Berman. And Hi, Kristen, say hello. Hey, Angela, and hey to all your great listeners out there. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, I love your email that you sent to me and I just want to share with my guests that you said that you are really excited to share how to create your financial peace of mind plan. I love that. How did you come up with that? You know, it's funny. I just honestly, I was kind of just thinking about my own experiences over the years of being involved with helping people to just, you know, figure out their finances. And when it came down to it, I thought to myself, you know what it really comes down to is peace of mind. And uh, so it was really more of like my own personal discovery. And I thought this is this is something I'd like to share with everybody. I love it. I love it. Because in all things, having peace is so, so important as we know right now in this crazy world right now. You know, we're talking to all kinds of people with all kinds of different scenarios that are going on. But the one constant that I hear a lot is that people are void of peace. And I think that, um, you know, friends and fans out there, one thing that you've always heard me say is that having a plan helps you to experience peace. And without a plan, well, what do we do? We plan to fail. So I'm really excited to talk to you, Kristen, um, about what you do. But can you just give our listeners a little bit of a background about you and what you do and how you got to do what you do? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So my personal experience is that... um, Years and years ago, when I went to college and et cetera, I had become a registered dietitian, which is obviously very different from what I do now. So I worked in that field, loved what I did, but then I ended up um, raising three children. So I took a, a pretty long career break before getting back into the work field about, oh my goodness, 13 years ago now. Well, I already have mad respect for you because you said you raised three children. That is so awesome. I mean, (laughs) it takes a super woman and superstar to raise children. Let me tell you. Thank you. I know you can relate to that well. And probably the most rewarding (laughs) yet most challenging in many ways job I've ever done. (laughs) Right, right. Absolutely. So yes, yeah, so when I went back to go into you know the workforce, um, I really wanted to still be able to be home for my kids. You know, my youngest was still you know in, in school, and I thought you know I really can't go back to what I was doing and have that kind of flexibility. So a friend of mine just happened to be you know working in the field of financial services, and she came to me and she said, Kristen, I think you should check this field out. I think you'd be great at it. And um, when she told me what it was she was doing, I said, well, you know, it's funny. I've always thought of myself more as, 
you know, a science type person, but and she said, Oh, Kristen, don't be silly. You, you know, you're a people person. You've always done all your own finances and managed your own, you know, family budget. I know you're great with money. I think you should look at this. And then she handed me an article from Working Women magazine. And it made a really compelling um, case for why financial services is is ideally suited for women and that it, there was an up and coming need. You know, she showed me a lot of the people in the field were old white men and that the field was really looking to bring in women and that women tend to approach things from a different you know, a different aspect than men do. And, uh, and then of course the flexibility of being able to set your own hours and, and work from home if desired. And most of all, really just help other people to make a really big difference in a, in a important area of their lives. So I sold and, uh, I've, I've been very happy with that decision over these years. Now, how long ago was that? So how long have you been doing this? You know, it's been almost 13 years now. Wow. I know. So how old is your youngest? My youngest is now 21. Oh, wow. The, the <laughs> and I've great got two grandkids. And wonderful 21. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And now, uh, you know, I've got uh, my oldest has two wonderful children. So I'm a grandma times two and, and life is good with the family now. Oh, well, congratulations on being a grandma. I, I, I can't wait for that day. My son has a dog and I'm a, I'm a grand dog, uh, uh, granny, but not a child, uh, granny yet. <laughs> oh, it's all, it all starts there. That's a, yeah. that's a great thing too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your backstory. And, um, so I kind of want to jump into a couple of questions that I have, you know, so what does it really mean to have a financial peace of mind plan? You know, Angela, that is actually a great question. And one of the things that I love about it is it really means different things to different people. And it's going to change over your lifespan, too. So oftentimes when I'm meeting with a very young family, you know, it, it might mean, you know, just getting to know them better and finding out what kind of financial issues are causing their stress and then helping to just kind of guide them down the path of, of different things that, you know, might become, you know, might be most important at that point in their life. Um, I'm very, very um, committed to protecting families. And um, personally, my own father was, was killed in a horrific accident at work. And uh, when I was young, I was only in second grade and my mom had never worked outside of the home. And it was just, you know, my sister and I were still young and all of a sudden she was a young widow. And this all happened when they were in their young 20s. So unfortunately, they never thought to do any protection planning for the family. There was no life insurance or anything along that line. So life was pretty tough, you know, for, for me growing up financially. There was a lot of financial stress. So that's one of the things I, I love helping young families with is just creating a protection plan and, and helping with that. And then one of the other things, too, is also just helping plan for the future. How, how are things going to pan out with different things that you need to, you know, purchase, you know, over your lifetime, starting with, you know, maybe your first home, your, your car, your, you know, eventually children and all the costs that come with that and, and college and, you know, and then eventually, of course, retirement and what's going, what that's going to look like. Wow. So really just helping everybody to just plan for how they're going to tackle all those. And like you said, when we first started this conversation, it all really is about creating a plan to help you feel in control. 
Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that because again, you know, like we said, when you don't plan, then you plan to fail because planning is so important in life, in every aspect of life, whether it's financial, whether it's education, whether it's, you know, keeping your house clean, yes, <laughs> you know, absolutely. going grocery shopping. It's so funny. <laughs> I went, what's that? Oh, I was just laughing because I can relate to everything you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah, it's so funny because I went to the grocery store with my 96 year old grandmother and oh. she says to me, she says, girl, how do you go to the grocery store without a list? Don't you have a plan when you come in this place? And I was like, wow, you know what? No, I don't. I just like go in here and get what I need. And she was like, well, that's the first way that you get things that you don't need. And I was like, holy moly. Right. Ever, ever since that day. And let me tell you, friends and fans out there, I'm going to smack myself up against the head because that was only six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) So now every time I go to the grocery store, I make myself a list because she was right. And I've noticed that ever since I started making a plan and I had a list, I spend less at the grocery store. Absolutely. And way back when I was a dietitian, that was a, that was something that we talked about with people. It's yeah, you have a wise grandma. Wow. Yeah, thinking about yeah, thinking about that from a um, you know, eating clean and all the rest of it standpoint of view when you have a mission and you have it written down, you're more apt to do what that is than to veer off of a plan that yep. you've that you've created. Because when you create a plan, it's always in front of you. You go back to, back to it, you visit it. And then having someone like you in, in, in our lives, someone to remind us to stay on course. Right. Absolutely. Great. Well, I have another question. Um, uh, I would think that retirement is a big area that people need help in um, to give them peace of mind, actually. So what are some of the biggest challenges people face in planning for their retirement that you get to see? Well, what a great question. And honestly, this is probably the biggest area that I help people to do their planning for. And, and, you know, it's just natural. This is a super intimidating um, topic for, for most everybody. And oftentimes it's just natural when there's something that we don't like to think about, or we feel uncomfortable or insecure about what do we tend to do? Just human nature. We kind of stick our heads in the sand and we just ignore it. So just, you know, I I always just commend people for even just bringing the subject up and, and, you know, having, you know, the courage to just even open that subject with someone like myself and just help, you you know, reach out for some help in that area. But by far the most common um, challenge I find with that is people just saying, you know, I just, I don't have enough, you know, I just have too many expenses. And so one of the things I love teaching people about at any stage in life, but of course, the younger you learn this, the better, is just to teach them how you can create yourself an asset that ends up being like your capital account. And so it ends up being a way to save for for all your capital expenses throughout your life without interfering with growing your account for like something eventual like retirement. So there is a way to fund an account 
that will grow on a guaranteed basis and yet you can access the money throughout your life and take it out and spend it for all your big capital expenditures. And guess what? It continues to grow guaranteed with compounded growth throughout your entire life. And that Ooh. is super, super important. And I believe you teach people about the, the power, the magic of uninterrupted compounded growth. There's just nothing like it. I believe oh, Einstein called it like the eighth wonder of the world. Although I, in my opinion, he left out one critical word when he said that compounded growth was, you know, the eighth wonder of the world. He, he left out an important word and that is uninterrupted compounded growth. Mm, I love so that. I find that if people know that they can do both at the same time, they can save and yet spend out of that same account and then and continue to have it grow, then it changes everything. It's a game changer because then it's not so, you know, then you get out of that mentality of, you know, I'm going to save for this after I pay for that. Yeah. So it's possible to do both at the same time. And that's probably the biggest eye opener of things that, that I can share with people. Okay. That's, that's really, really good. Now, the next question is, you know, I always say, why is it important to have someone as wise as you and someone that's a coach, someone that's a counselor, someone that knows what they're doing? Because see, a lot of people, and I say this all the time, you know, I'll never forget the time I went to my doctor and I was, you know, struggling with something. And I said, well, I Googled my symptoms and he just threw my chart down and was like, listen, (laughs) One thing we're not going to do is we're not going to talk about what Google said about how you feel, okay? (laughs) Because what's the one thing that pops up when you're Googling your symptoms is basically you're going to die. Right. (laughs) And it's it's never true. It's the furthest from the truth. And the thing is, is that I know that there's, of course, a lot of really good information out there, but I know there's also a lot of misconceptions about finance and money, and there's a lot of, a lot of misinformation. And I think the biggest reason for that is we're dealing with people's opinion. And what we don't want to do is we don't want to deal necessarily with someone's opinion. We want to deal with someone's experience and their facts. So can you give us a little color on that? Oh, absolutely. And you're you're so right with that, that, you know, that tends to be, you know, we're in the age of information. So when information is so readily available to us, it's only natural that we're going to run to Google and try to figure out some things on our own. Or even if we're going to seek the, the assistance of a professional, sometimes we want to just, you know, have some kind of frame of reference before going in and meeting with that person. And we turn to Google. And, you know, there's good and bad with that. But oftentimes I find just like what what you were just talking about with your reference to, you know, your symptoms before seeing a doctor, we see that a lot, of course, in finance as well. So I would say, you know, like anything else, everything with finance is so individual and you can't really make blanket statements like this is good for everybody and this is bad for everybody. And when you're Googling, that tends to be what you get is you get a very nar- narrow focus on some subject matter and pretty much anything in finance, just like any other topic, there's good and bad for everything. So I shared with you at the beginning um, that one of my favorite things to share with people is just the importance of life insurance, let's say. Let's take that as one example of a financial tool. Well, if you Google life insurance, there's going to be a lot of negative things that you can read about it as well, because 
you know, that's a broad topic. And the truth of it is that a lot of times people are out there promoting life insurance and they might be doing it not just from a protection standpoint, maybe doing it for, you know, as an asset in play throughout your life. And I believe life insurance, when properly done, can be an exceptional asset and a very unique asset. But what we frequently find is that there's people out there not structuring it the proper way that's best for the consumer. And it can be very bad for the consumer and good for the person who sold it. And that's where I think that that can get a very bad name. But I love educating people when done properly, how life insurance can be an asset that can grow and protect you throughout your life. And there's just tremendous um, tax benefits to properly structured life insurance that really can't be ignored if you really want to have best control um, of your assets. And Absolutely. it can you know, and it can complement other assets. Like I love showing people how it can complement your um investment assets. The two together are so much more powerful than either one alone. So that's an, that's a beautiful thing. And this issue of um, uninterrupted compounded growth. Life insurance, again, when properly structured and you know written in the proper way, can grow throughout your life and allow you access to that money at the same time so that you are really able to access money that you have but still allow it to grow. And that's a very unique aspect about life insurance. So that's probably my number one pet peeve of when people Google um, a financial product is just the misconceptions around life insurance. And it's really too bad because honestly, the people that buy the most amount of this stuff in the proper way are the wealthy people, you know, the wall streets of the world, the banks and the because they understand, they understand the benefits of it. They do. They do. And they create, you know, intergenerational wealth that way. They have access to capital using other people's money, you know, all the different types of things that wealthy people do. Um, Life insurance can be used as a hugely important tool um, with that respect. So I have a question for you. Sure. How, How important would you say that it is to get the proper type of life insurance at a young age? That's really critical because, you know, oftentimes young families are on a very limited budget. So we're going to just protect the family at all costs. So we'll get, you know, um, term life insurance, which is very inexpensive. And a lot of people don't even realize how low the cost can be. And this is even if, you know, I have people that are not in the best of health, like barely insurable, and they still are absolutely shocked at how low cost the life insurance could be. But in that case, what we're going to do is we're going to purchase with a company that has what we call great conversion options, meaning over the, your lifetime, you can take this term insurance, which you purchased, you know, younger, and you're going to be able to use that and convert it with no, um, you know, no new um, medical exams or anything. You know, it doesn't matter what happens to your health down the road. You'll be able to turn this into the type of asset that can grow with you. Um, throughout your life. So that is a really important decision is you have to purchase with the right company from the get-go. And then there's all kinds of living benefit riders. You know, you can have long-term care insurance as part of your benefits. Again, purchasing with the right company from the get-go is critical to be able to, you know, make the best use of all those um, benefits throughout your lifetime. So there are still some long-term companies out there? 
Yes, absolutely. But there's but there's there's only a few, right? Or are there still quite a few? Are you talking about long term care? Yes, long term care. Oh yeah, well that's a whole nother ball of wax there. But you're right, absolutely. There certainly are some traditional long term care um, carriers out there, but the industry has done a huge change over the last oh even you know three three years and under, where um, long term care protection is super super important, and it's becoming more important you know, every year that goes by, but many, I would say most people are choosing to obtain this type of protection through, um, like a hybrid type product and most often combined with a life insurance versus purchasing it just as a standalone long-term care policy. And there's just so many reasons for that, but a lot of good reasons for why most people now are using a combined product to cover that risk versus just that on its own. Got it. Got it. Wow. Well, that was a lot of really, really good information. Hey, guys out there, can you see why I had Kristen Berman on the show? Man, she is full of wisdom and a ton of information. Kristen, let's take a moment and will you tell our listeners how they can contact you? Oh, sure. So you are welcome to um, email me and uh, my work email is my first and last name with a dot in between. So it's Kristen, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N dot Berman, B-E-R-M-A-N at wealthcornerstones.net. And that's cornerstones, plural, correct? Correct. With an S on it. Correct. Okay, perfect. All right. Awesome. And are you on all the social media handles? Do you have a LinkedIn profile? I do. And for my social media profiles, I'm just using my first and last name. So very easy to find me on, on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Instagram. My Instagram's a personal page only <laughs> at this point. Okay. Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> course. Okay. Um, the last question I have is if you can maybe give us um, some short examples of someone's retirement cash flow and what it looked like before and after like an efficiency plan. And maybe, you know, you can tell us an example of someone that you've done something for. Oh, sure. That's actually another really good question. So the bottom line is that one of the most important things to educate yourself on is just how your different assets are going to play off each other when you go to take money out of your account. So what we call your distribution years and the mathematical rules that pertain to the years when you're accumulating assets, just building your nest egg compared to when you're taking the money out or your distribution years. It's super important to learn the mathematics of of how it works during accumulation years versus distribution years. So we what we teach is how to know how to be most efficient with the assets that you've grown over your lifetime when you're taking money out. So for example, um, I've got, so this is a, this is a, um, a couple and they're in their early fifties and this is a real life couple that I just recently helped. So when we were just doing traditional retirement planning where you grow your nest egg and then you take a safe cash flow rate and just draw down on your assets that you've grown, of course, social security, we're already working in there and, and optimizing that. So when we just looked at traditional planning without really careful looking at how to be most efficient, it came out to about 
dollars a year that they were going to have for retirement. So then we just made a few tweaks and we, you know, shifted things around a little bit. Now, really important to understand, we didn't add any more money to the pot. We just shifted things around for safety and efficiency and guarantees. And then we we looked at it again and now we have between 126,000 and 127,000 dollars of income. So in this case, to go from 81,000 to, you know, 126,000, that was a huge, huge change. And we were able to do that with, like I said, by increasing efficiency and decreasing risk. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that information. So that was a real live example of something that you've done. Absolutely. And we do this all day long. I think that's our biggest passion is helping people to realize that understanding how money really works and just making sure that you're not losing money to inefficiencies is super, super critical. And of course, you know, we're really in a retirement crisis in our country. And uh, because of that, it's never been more important to be as, as efficient as you possibly can with what you have. So that that's probably my biggest takeaway is really important to just understand how money works and just make sure you're not losing money to inefficiencies, which if you don't take the time to learn it, most everybody has got a lot of inefficiencies at play. Oh, yeah. And that's the key right there is taking the time to learn it. Everybody is so busy. We all have schedules, but if you don't take the time out for yourself, you're going to wake up one day and say, oh my gosh, I'm 60 years old and I never had a plan. Uh Uh-oh, what am I going to do? And we don't want that to happen. Now let's take the other turn. Let's just say that, okay, you're 60 or older and you've had some whoopsies or ups and downs. The bottom line is, is it never matters where you're at. You just have to plan, but it is naturally better for you to do it when you're younger or, you know, of course, under the age of 30. But, you know, this is for the friends and fans out there to listen to the sound of my voice when I'm always telling you that planning is essential to anything that you're doing. Kristen, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Your Credit Today. The information that you have shared with us is invaluable. And one more time, if you can give our listeners your email address, please. Absolutely. Kristen Berman with a dot in between. And it's a C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N dot B-E-R-M-A-N at wealthcornerstones.net. And I will say our firm has created a lot of online complimentary education. And we are very, very happy to give anybody that's interested um, a complimentary consultation and provide them with all kinds of resources that they can access at their own, you know, availability and watch some videos and just, um, you know, send you a link to different things to help you educate yourself. Well, you can't beat that with a baseball stick, friends. Did you hear that? That was free. F-R-E-E, free information. And shame on you if you don't go out and get the free information first. But listen, at the end of the day, you want to work with a professional like Kristen. And Kristen, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Your Credit Today. This is A to the N to the G, and we're out. Thanks, Angela.